0: Good morning, good morning, good morning family and welcome to another edition of tech niche tips. I am your host Joseph M Smith. Uh I am come on in, come on into the room. We're so excited to have you today with us and I'm excited to be live with you in living color in living color. So, what we're going to do like we always would normally do is we're going to do a roll call just to see who is in the building and of course check in. We got a lot to talk about today. We have a lot to talk to, about today before I bring on our amazing guests here but go ahead if you can and sh- go ahead and put yourself in there but while you do that i'm going to talk a little bit about some housekeeping stuff right now as you normally would know as you normally would know <laughs> we definitely want to make sure that you're aware of everything we are offering here at tech Niche tips so if you're on linkedin thank you so much ig if you are tuning in there great as well those that are tuning in on YouTube, you kind of have the front row seat. And what about, I'm going to talk about that in a minute, right? But those that are tuning in on LinkedIn, go ahead, like, comment. Thank you so much. And if you find value in this, go ahead and share it with others. If you put up comments, I will definitely try to share it to the best of my ability. And if you have any questions, we'll have a and a section at the end. Now, for those on IG, I apologize. You're basically just viewing it. You won't be able to do any comments that I could put up on the screen or anything like that. But if you would like to do so, feel free to come on over to YouTube.com forward slash at Techniques Tips. Again, that is YouTube.com forward slash at Techniques Tips. And you can go ahead and be able to like, comment, and even subscribe to the channel there. Now, let me just add something else as well. If you're on YouTube, you have a very unique experience where if you basically were talking, we're having a conversation and there is something that you, a question that you have that you just can't wait for, a question that you just need to get answered ASAP, you could go ahead and be able to put in a super chat and your question will rise to the top. Now, I'm not asking for you to do that, but I'm just letting you know that is an option because I want to make sure that we have all of the options available to you. So, again, that is YouTube.com forward slash at Tips. That's YouTube.com forward slash at tech niche tips. Now, I also wanted to let you know that, as I mentioned before in the past, this is also available in podcast form. So basically what I've been doing for the past, uh, let's say a couple months is basically getting all those nice older episodes on there so that if you miss anything in the past, you could always go back and listen to some great interviews. And so, go ahead and listen to those conversations as well as even some of my commentary regarding my career in being in the tech industry. So, go ahead and check that out and be able to say, hey, I was able to ch- check those things out and I think it was really good. And so, I'm really excited to really have everybody on. So, go ahead and put in the chat where you're tuning in from. If you're tuning in from wherever it may be, Los Angeles, wherever it may be, go ahead and put that in the comment section below because, like always, I would love to hear that. And so without further ado, though, I'm going to bring on our guest, Kanika. Kanika has been in the tech industry for a while as a tech leader. She is a global speaker, and she also is someone that really can provide value in not just helping you navigate your career, but really career branding and taking taking it to the next level. So with that being said, I'm going to decrease so she can increase, and I'm going to bring on none other than Kanika. Hi, Kanika. How are you doing today?
1: Hey, good morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, I, I put my AC on, but it's not really pumping as much as it used to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, It's all good. It's all good. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, what up, Mitch? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to have you on. Yeah, no, this is going to be a great show. And I'm so glad that you're here so you could talk a lot about your experiences, your story. And I know that a lot of people will be able to benefit from it. So. But first things first, I wanted to just to say, if you could start with who is Kanika right now? Because people may, some people may be familiar with you, some people may not. So I would love to hear more about that.
1: So my name is Kanika Tover. I'm from the Washington, D.C. area, and I have spent over 18 years in the technology industry. I primarily have been working in the GovTech tech industry, and I am a wife um you know I've been married for a a long time I'm a sneakerhead and I'm a best-selling author of an amazing book called Career Rehab um so I really am super excited to kind of get into some of that content of what the book is about but yeah that's that's kind of what I've been doing you know in tech but I really have been really excited to talk to you more about my journey I would love to get into my journey today
0: so let's definitely dive into that. Let's dive into your journey. So you said you grew up in a DMV area. Shout out to that. That's awesome. How, how was it growing up there?
1: It was great. Um, I was born in D.C., but I was raised in Prince George's County, Maryland. So I went to school, public school education in Prince George's County. You know, this is the city where everything happens as far as government and politics, You know, but this is also a city that has its own little signature culture when it comes to like, you know, food and music. You know, we have go-go music. We have our own signature sauce called mumbo sauce. You know, we have created this culture of wearing New Balances. That's like the thing that we're known for as far as wearing like New Balance sneakers. So overall, like it was really good just growing up in a city or metropolitan area where there's like. A lot of successful black people all over the place right a lot of people moving and grooving with their careers but also with their businesses as well
0: oh i love love it love it love it and i and I saw a comment here from pj county <laughs> shout out pj
1: county is what we call it
0: yeah yeah so the 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 classics the the classics bring bringing back and i'm a i'm a big fan of mumble sauce i'm a big fan Yeah, literally. There's there's
1: levels to mumbo sauce. Not all mumbo sauce are equally the same. But if you find some of the good mumbo sauce, you definitely have to come to D.C. and go to specific uh, carry out restaurants that sell fried chicken mumbo sauce, uh, Chinese food, French fries, steak and cheese, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I went. I went to the. I went to the Chinese restaurant. I think it's called Howard China or Howard Chinese. It's like right next to Howard University. Okay. Uh, I, I literally purchased, you know, the, the classic chicken wings with French fries. Got a ton of mumble sauce in it, and I literally went on the plane and took it back to New Jersey. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I am sharing this bounty with my with my wife. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> so, dip.
1: You gotta dip the French fries in the mumble sauce. Like you don't really need ketchup because the mumble sauce take care of everything.
0: Oh, I oh that thing was smothered. <laughs> the whole thing was smothered and i was and i was all i was all happy for it i literally took i'm like i'm gonna wait i took a little bite couple of hairs in there and i'm like nah i'm giving this to wifey she could try some of this too uh but <laughs> i love mumbo sauce oh man I, I, we could dive deeper into that because i got a question about mumbo sauce but let's <laughs> let, let's go let's go on in so you 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 grew up in that area and from my understanding a lot of people that grew up in that area they are exposed to people that are part of of gov tech the tech industry already so it's not even like something new versus somebody else who may be in a different part of the country may not be exposed to that was that your upbringing as well were you like exposed to a lot of people working in tech
1: yeah I mean I went to Bowie State University for my computer science degree um, it's an HBCU here in Prince George's County and Bowie Merlin But I think GovTech has like evolved into a new name. Like I think it was happening, but we never was calling it GovTech. But I think over the last couple of years, um, you know, myself and other um, online influencers have really brought it to life of like really what GovTech is. And GovTech Mm -hmm. is like an industry right here in the D.C. area. It's actually global, but it's kind of rooted here because the government does a lot of the funding for the federal government um, contracting positions that companies come and they bid and they win work and they work directly with the government. And then there's federal government employees who work directly with the federal government who work in IT related jobs, project management, Some people work as application developers. Some people work as system system administrators. Some people work as cloud engineers. So program management, I mean, the list goes on and on. Cybersecurity is really huge in GovTech. But I got started when I graduated from college, and then I started working in the federal government space. I worked on the federal government side as a developer, and then I kind of moved on into other, other agencies and departments. And then wow. in 2014, I left and went to private sector, and I was able to get exposed to the federal government contracting side, working with Fortune 500 companies who actually work with the federal government. So i kind of been on both sides of the table. I've been a, a govy, and I've been a government contractor as well.
0: Wow. And what Being on both sides of the table, what perspective did I give you in regards to how you know, every everyday person could get into this field because a lot of people are like, hey, they're watching this, you're like, man, I want to get a piece of the pie. How do I how do I do that? <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I think it's really a lot easier than what people think it is. I think that it's it's a it's a very intense hiring process because sometimes the process can take a long time because some people are getting security clearances. Some people are going through very, you know, deep background checks. But if you want to get into the federal government, I highly recommend that you focus in on first carving out what are you going to bring to the table, right? Like what is going to be your niche area and making sure that you align that with opportunities at federal government contracting
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: vacancy announcements, I should say. So you can go online and you can just Google, okay, what are the top federal government contracting companies? You can take that list and you can actually go to their company website and apply to jobs, right? Mm. So there's companies like, I mean, companies that you know about, Microsoft, HP, Google. I mean, um, so many companies work with the government to some capacity, right? So you need to figure out what are the top, top companies that actually work with the government, take that list, and go look for jobs. If you want to Mm -hmm. work directly on the government side, you need to make sure that you are applying to jobs, going to usajobs.gov. This is where you can find opportunities that are direct higher authority opportunities. These are opportunities where in the vacancy announcement, it is basically saying that that agency is trying to fulfill a critical need of IT professionals and you can pretty much apply to jobs directly on USAJobs.gov if you want to be on the government side.
0: Wow! So yeah, it's it's it definitely it's definitely later, but it sounds like when you're in, you're in. <laughs> That's what it, is that correct?
1: Um, I mean, from a federal government gubby side, like on the federal government side, for sure. Like when you're in, you're in. You have to still perform well. You yep. still have to make sure that you are doing your due diligence to show up and add value back to that organization. But on the federal government contracting side, um, it's really a lot more flexibility to move around and to move from different federal government contracting companies. And it's just like, you know, how I created this concept in my book, Dating Jobs. I feel like on the federal government contracting side, you can always be getting another government contracting job When you um, have a security clearance, you have experience, you have certifications, you have formal training, and you have like a solid resume. Once you get that security clearance, once you get that solid experience with that first job, you pretty much can write your ticket to any opportunity within the federal government contracting space.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. And you said something that made me perk up when you said dating jobs. (laughs) Speaking about dating jobs. (laughs) <laughs> you, I, I looked at your LinkedIn. You have a wide range of jobs that you had in your career. Can you talk a little bit about, about the different jobs you had in, in tech, gov tech, and, and, and different areas that you worked?
1: Okay, yeah, sure, for sure. So um, I have worked primarily for the last decade doing project management. So a mm-hmm. lot of our roles have, you know, required me to be either a technical lead or a project manager. So I've worked leading projects with um, – using local platforms like ServiceNow, you know, building ServiceNow applications. So, leading different software development teams to um, building, uh, testing, and deploying ServiceNow applications. I've also worked where I have, you know, primarily was doing work with website migration projects, Was which was like the thing I started to do, like maybe around the Obama administration. Um, I worked with a lot of different agencies and organizations where they may were migrating their websites to a new um, a new content management system like WordPress yeah. or like Drupal, or maybe they were using Adobe Experience Manager. So those projects were really fun because it, it was like a lot of digital strategy involved in that. And you know, in the beginning of my career, I worked primarily as like doing development work. So I worked as a SaaS developer and a .NET developer. And um, then I kind of, you know, decided that coding isn't my thing. (laughs) And then project management um, is kind of where I have been for majority of my career, but I manage different types of software development projects from web development to traditional software into, um, you know, different cloud migration projects
0: yeah and i saw scrum master in there so managing projects that has been your bread and butter um we're definitely going to go into the career rehab after this and please y'all remember this is a q a section following this so if you have any questions go ahead and post it if you're on linkedin and on youtube we'll see it and we'll put it on the screen and if you want to just skip the line you could go ahead and do a super chat on youtube if you just want to skip the line and get your questions asked by kanika so but with that being said with all the different roles that you have, you have a good understanding of the person that would be doing a great job in this role. So I wanted to ask you, what is a type of person that would be a good fit for to be a product manager or project manager?
1: I think a good person for project management is a natural born leader, someone that is really um, interested in leading teams to success. I think Mm. it takes a well-organized person, someone that can kind of like see the vision, see the roadmap and see the forest from the trees and be able to really understand strategy and what makes sense for the team, what makes sense for the end user or the customer. Yeah. Uh, Because you're working and you are facilitating conversations and communication and information to multiple different audiences. So you may be working sometimes directly with upper management Then there's times you're working with the technical team, the developers. And then there's times that you are working with the actual end user, the person that's actually going to be using the application or using the website or using the system. So you have to be able to be an active listener and be able to take that information and be able to take it back to your team to make them understand why it's important for us to develop a certain product feature for this end user or for this customer and then you also have to you know listen to management and they have different things that they want you to do from a budgetary perspective from a timeline perspective right so it's important that you be able to uh listen to different people at the same time be able to like channel that information into a way that makes sense for the team and for the project
0: yeah yeah i totally agree and 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 now it's going to be a time we talk about that wonderful book called career rehab and i wanted to kind of ask you cuz it says rebuild your personal brand and rethink the way you work what was that moment where you had to rebuild your personal brand and rethink the way that you work that spurred this book into existence
1: yeah so i mean this book career rehab, it came into existence because I actually had to rebuild my personal brand when I left the federal government to go work in private sector mm-hmm. um, for, as a federal government um, senior consultant. So I was working my good government job. This was probably maybe uh, nine years ago. And I said, you know, I am going to leave my government job and I want to go ahead and move into private sector because I felt like I wasn't working on innovative Projects. I felt like that I was outgrowing my role. Uh, I wanted to spread my wings and to work with bigger global companies so I could look at technology from a global perspective. So I checked yeah. myself into career rehab. I stu- I started to study a lot of personal branding books. I started to work on the skill sets that I did not have. And I started to bridge those knowledge gaps. I wrote my resume over during the Christmas holiday. Put it up online before I even could return back to work after the after the um, holiday season. I was getting um, recruiters from companies like Deloitte, Booz Allen Hamilton, and other Fortune 500 consultant companies were reaching out to me, wanting me to interview with them. So I took a, before that time, I took about four to six months to really work on. The things that I didn't have knowledge about, like Agile, like Scrum framework, because I was using waterfall methodology, and I started to also take more certification exams and take more online courses. And that was the time where I just just I left my job and I went to work for several different private sector companies, and that's how Career Rehab was birth.
0: Wow! Wow! So you you. So, so let me ask you this because I, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm this, I'm talking and I'm thinking as a person who is just kind of looking from the outside in and saying, well, how difficult w- is it normally to transfer from you know working for GovTech to the private sector? Is, is it normally a very difficult transition, or could they just look at your resume and say, hey, you did all this stuff, you're good? Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah.
1: I, I was going to say that I think that people don't understand that when I say private sector, I'm saying that these are private sector companies who actually still work with the federal government. So uh-huh. when, when you work for the federal government, you work for department X, right? So um, when you work for private sector in GovTech, you are an employee of, we could just use any company we can use, Right the on, we can use Northam and Runham. We can use any of these companies. These companies are private sector companies. You are employed by them. They are winning, winning government contracts. When they win a government contract now, your customer, which may have been your old employer, maybe, is now somebody that you're reporting to as a client. So mm-hmm. so GovTech is encompasses working directly for private sector but your customer and your clients are federal government agencies.
0: Oh, it's it's like,
1: easy for me to do it because they already saw the connection between what I'd already knew from working with the federal government as a federal government employee.
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, good, good, good. That I think that provides context as well. I know you said you worked on both sides of the table, but sometimes you don't realize the difficulty that it can be. And so that's that definitely adds tremendous value to this book. And so if somebody was interested in basically rehabbing their career, where would they start?
1: I mean, the first thing is that you have to look deep within yourself and you have to really, you know, um, do some self-reflection. In the book, I talk about how we have to do a career rehab diagnosis, right? We have to go in and diagnose ourselves and figure out, like, what do we want to do? What are the things that we don't know? And we have to figure out where are we trying to go? Right, So a lot of times people want to do a transition, a career pivot, but they haven't took the time to really say, okay, this is the role that I want. These are the skill sets that I need that are, that, are, that are outlined on the job description. These are the things that I know I don't know. Let me go work on those things and give myself three to six months to really hit the ground running and really get deep back into the knowledge of the things that I don't know, meaning labs, courses meaning that's getting certifications, that means that you are creating an online portfolio. So I think it's important that we understand that career rehab is a time for rehabilitation. Mm. It's a time for rebuilding upon the things that you kind of have, but also creating opportunity to learn things that you don't have. So I always encourage people to first figure out your path and outline that according to where you're trying to go. So that's the first step. The first step is not to go apply to a job. The first step is not to go and um, just think that this is gonna be an overnight success. It's, yeah. It requires some patience. It requires some 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 time of training and coaching. So that's what I would encourage people to do is first figure out what role do they want, what skill sets do they don't have. And start focusing on the learning, and focusing on the applying of the learning. Yeah.
0: Got it. I, I made me think about uh, something that Myron Golden once said: is you know, uh, in regards to to skill, skill being wisdom. Getting there takes some time because first you have to realize that you're ignorant. <laughs> you don't know what you don't know, and right. you have to get then you get to get knowledge. So you start knowing what you what you didn't know. And then understanding is the application of what you didn't know. And then all that put together uh, builds up the skill, which in, in the ancient times, depending on where you were, what Hebrew word was used, it's wisdom. So yeah. I thought that was very interesting that you said that because oftentimes we want to skip steps. We see the advertisements for the big bucks that could be made in tech. And we say, yeah, I want to do that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> we forget that it's, it is a profession and you need to have a skill. You need to be paid for for this skill. And Celeste even said exactly. She's like, she totally agrees. Um, And so that's something that we definitely want to make sure that the audience understands as well is that whatever career you're going to, like Kanika just said, you want to be able to understand what it is that you're getting into and what is required when you get there. Yeah. And so I totally agree with that as well. And so now we're talking about this particular time, you know, because the industry always goes up and down. It's like a roller coaster. And right now we've seen a little uptick in hiring, but we also seen some layoffs at the same time. How, what would be some advice you would give to somebody in navigating this space where on one side you're seeing a ton, I'm seeing tons of people getting hired that have been looking for jobs for months. And then on the other side, I've seen some people that have been laid off. How would somebody navigate this particular time that we're in?
1: I mean, this is a very interesting time in this job market. And I think it requires a lot of resilience it requires a lot of power of focus, and mm. I think that there's so much to be. Uh, we can learn so much from this particular job market, but I think we're so focused around um, the negative aspect of it because it it, it affects mm. people's livelihood, right? It affects yeah. you know families. It affects people's confidence. Um, yeah. People have been laid off, and the rejection rates are high and so, I think that we could come back and just write a whole blog post or article or book about this particular dispensation in time because mm-hmm. there's a lot to be learned, but we're so focused on how we feel right now. So, yeah. I think the focus would be if I had to give anybody advice if I was you know someone that was an existing candidate in this job market, I would first focus in on. Reevaluating how 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 am I doing my professional networking? Yeah, um, professional networking has to be a lot more creative. It's not we're not going to go through the front door anymore. You know, we're going to have to really find ways to do things differently. So go to job fairs in person. Go to virtual job fairs online. Also, make sure that you are going to conferences. Because um, outside's been back open for a while, and conferences are alive and kicking. Um, yeah. Attend those job fairs at those conferences. Um, make sure that you are also going to meetups, because sometimes meetups are a great place for you to meet people who actually have leverage for hiring. These are you know these could be hiring managers. These could be people that can refer you into the hiring system. Leverage going to LinkedIn lives and audio rooms. This is where the magic is happening because people like myself and other experts, other authors, other recruiters are dropping a lot of amazing um, information about how to navigate these challenges. I think just being on our phone and hitting the apply button Mm -hmm. is not going to work in this job market because Mm -hmm. it's just not it's not sustainable. People People are showing that, oh, I applied to 300 jobs. And I didn't hear. Yes. But, but did you get from behind the, the keyboard?
0: <laughs> Come on now.
1: Did you did you meet some people in person? Did you go to some conferences? Yes. Did you look at meetups? Did you go to Eventbrite and look at e- career related events happening in your city? Um, mm. Create a new network. Um, so that so that's that's what I think professional networking needs to be revamped and needs needs a facelift. The second yeah. thing is that I think that people are going to have to make sure that they are um showing people what they're doing beyond a linkedin profile and a resume Mm. everybody got one everybody has a resume and a linkedin profile but what are you doing beyond your linkedin profile and your resume to show people that you are constantly learning you're constantly building you're constantly creating you're constantly getting certified you know, we need to be sharing our career story and our journey constantly on a regular basis through social.
0: Mm, yeah, wow. And we, and the thing about it is, is that we, we we tend to be private about those things. We tend to be more like that's that's you know I'm I'm putting things together. I don't want to think my employers thinking I'm going to leave or whatever the case is. But what you're saying is, and I agree with it, put it out there. Let people know what it is that you're doing, what you're working on, what, where you're developing your skills, and and really get outside and be connected with people. That is that is true. I think I think that's something that we could definitely capture in this time. Like, oh, you got you got some. I got Celeste going crazy in here. She's like, first of all, she said I'm still up in my skills. I'm intending on starting the process to get government clearance because I have a lots of goals years into the future, and I, what I and what I do today matters most of my tomorrows. And I agree with that. She and all she said that part. Your preaching sister. That's exactly what <laughs> right. networking and meeting others. And then she ended it with a yes. <laughs> yeah,
1: yes. I think I think I think you know, COVID did. I mean, it affected our professional networking skills to a certain degree. And I'm even mm-hmm. myself having to relearn how to do that, right? Because yeah. we was we was home for two years. So I think it's important that we reevaluate that. Um, and I think don't be scared to share your career journey because you're currently working at an existing employer. Would you rather Mm -hmm. level up or would you rather wake up and be laid off? Because I have clients and I have people that said to me, I know you've been preaching about personal branding for years, but I was so dedicated and committed to the company brand that I forgot about my brand. And when I got laid off from this amazing Fortune 500 big tech company, yeah. I was lost in the sauce. Because mm-hmm. I basically spent my whole time drinking from their Kool-Aid instead of creating my own. So mm-hmm. that's that's the part that, that that people misunderstand is that it's not, it's not, you're not shading your employer because you're working on yourself.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm.
1: working on yourself, right? I mean, so that's like true. if that employee has a problem with that, then that maybe the maybe not the best place for you to be.
0: Yeah, you know what's so funny? It's interesting that you talked about um, the fact that you know you your people are maybe concerned about that. It's so true, and there's some people that I'm not, I'm not saying I'm for this, and maybe you could add to this when I'm when I'm done. But you know, some people might be so against job hopping, for example, right? And I'm not I'm not pro or con against that. I feel like if it's appropriate time to go, go. But if it's not, then why why go? But um. But jobs are quickly are very quick to hop from you <laughs> if it doesn't fit their if it doesn't fit their gender or time or criteria. So so I think that there's a there's definitely a balance, it's definitely kind of knowing your value in the marketplace that is truly something that everybody needs to have a, a, a grasp on. And that's where somebody like yourself, a career coach, where you could somebody could come to you and be like, Hey, this is what I can bring to the table. And you could basically affirm in them like, listen, your value is a lot higher than you think uh we need to talk uh we need to work on your branding and get it there i, I want to talk about branding next just like one little tidbit but i did get a comment here that I thought would be great i'm actually gonna share two uh, this is from alan he says one hack i do is network as an uber driver as i'm looking for a new business development role and i think that's a great idea um that somebody- actually
1: is a great idea like like let's yeah, dig into this example real quickly because think about yeah, it. I'll it up there so many people are coming into this car Right. I used to take Ubers downtown to D.C. to work sometime or sometimes I would take an Uber to go home. Maybe I stayed for happy hour and I wanted to take instead of me taking the train, I would take a car home. I mm-hmm. would talk about what I did in the car with the driver. They would ask me for a business card. Right. Or they would say, do you do coaching or. So it's kind of like if you have a great personality. You don't know who's jumping in your car. It could be a hiring manager. It could be a CEO. It could be a senior executive. It could be a career coach. It could be somebody mm-hmm. that's a regular employee Could say, I'm willing to give this person a chance because of the conversation that we had in the car. And I think yeah. that's another thing is that people are not having real good, healthy, strong conversations that are not big on being a taker. But also just nurturing and ha- being, just having a healthy conversation. I'm not going to just shoot and be like, "Hey, yo, you hiring?" Like, no. First, we need to talk about my day, how things are going, what do I do, whatever the case may be. Like, you know, my family, and then yeah. we kind of talk about those other things, and it helps break the ice easier.
0: Mm. Well said. Well said. I'm, and no, when that, talk-
1: that's, actually, that's actually a dope networking concept. Yeah, I love it.
0: That got me thinking. Maybe I should do over on the side too. Just I got a lot going on, but maybe I'm thinking about maybe That'd be, that'd be a nice uh, an idea to do because, like you're told, you're totally right. You're meeting people. The people have to go on airport runs, and oftentimes you never know who's in the car with you, and you could strike up a conversation. And now you're like, now you're talking to your potential either, either employer or just a friend. And it reminds me of even just in tech sales how we can basically, as we're in tech sales, you know, you get on a cold call with somebody. And oftentimes I do this. I just kind of be really honest about my day. Like I would talk and be like, hey, how you doing? You doing great? And they actually, okay, I'm doing good. How are you? And I'm like, well, man, I just, my toddler was keeping me up all night. And we just have a just very transparent <laughs> conversation before we even get to what I call, yep. I call dessert and yep. try to try to close them on a, on a demo book It works a every demo.
1: time. It works yeah. every time. I always tell people that you want to like, um, you want to secure people's heart over before you try to secure their mind, right? Mm. So I want to pick your brain first about what you could do for me, right. but let me come into this conversation with trying to make, to edifying you, to hearing, to listening. And guess what? It, it's, it's a psychology way of just saying, you know what? I'm not here for, for what you could do for me. I'm also here to listen about what you are going through or what you experienced this weekend or what you experienced this day. And people yeah. will, people will be more inclined. I think to help you when you ask for help in an indirect way, it's coming from a caring perspective.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey Dave, how you doing? <laughs> Dave just came through hey, What's up? What's going on? Uh, oh yeah. No, and I'm actually pushing this to Celeste cause Celeste actually said we are leveling up here. I have 10 children that I'm also upping. Uh, their tech skills and building their personal brands along with mine. I love that. People that's don't realize, who, awesome. that's so good. People don't realize it's about their journey first and the employer after. And mm-hmm. she says, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes,
1: it is. It is. It's not completely about the employer. Yeah. But we, we've been conditioned. That's why in my book, I talk about how you have to shift your mindset from being a brand. From, from being an employee to being a brand. And because yeah. we focus so much on the employer, we think it's all about oh, the employer, the employer doesn't technically completely care about you. Yeah. We've seen that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and when you said that, I was thinking about somebody right now that literally just did all of the prerequisites that they needed to get a promotion and was literally let go the next day. <laughs> it was like it was like, listen, like you just moved the goal, you just moved the goal pole. Like, it's supposed to be here. I got there, and now you're saying, uh, well, we have to let you go. And yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But and the thing
1: is that the prerequisites, whatever prerequisites he was doing for the employer, he's technically doing it for himself. And he didn't even know it. He was doing it for his resume, he was doing it for his LinkedIn profile. So, mm-hmm. everything that you're doing for the employer, you're not doing it for them. You're, you're doing it to basically get a check every two weeks but you're doing it to amplify your personal brand for everything that you're trying to do for the next role, for the next employer. That's why dating jobs is such an important concept. And people may call it job hopping. You can call it whatever you want to call it. But the job is friends with benefits. And every benefit that you receive from the employer, you're taking that benefit with you to the next career relationship. So whether they are paying for training, whether they are sending you to a conference, whether they are giving you a new project with more responsibility, you're doing that every two weeks to get your paycheck, but you ideally are doing it for yourself. You're taking everything that you have learned from that project, from that certification, from that conference that you went to, you are taking that with you. Mm -hmm. It's not there. It's not there. You know, it's not, that's yours. You work for, it. you put energy into that, you know, their intellectual property of course you're not taking that with you but you're taking the experience you're taking yeah. the education you're taking the expertise with you to be able to get into another career relationship that could offer you some more benefits
0: listen y'all y'all need to get this book now <laughs> you need to get this book because y'all got to what y'all do is i mean her linkedin and everything's below y'all got to run and go to her linkedin and ask her questions that are going to be in this book She's going to then say, I can answer it. I get a consultation for you, which is great. But get this book, get a consultation, get it all right now. Because you,
1: can, the- you can get the book on Amazon.com um, and everything that we're discussing in even more detail is outlined in this book. This book is actually great for people who are in this existing job market or mm. people who have a job, but they just ready to um, go to the next level with their personal brand.
0: Nice, nice. And so, if you if you didn't if you didn't miss it, it's in the comment section, LinkedIn. So go to the comment section and get it. YouTube, it should be in the description. Should go to the description and purchase that book today, and let it come sure. tomorrow. Because Amazon is in holiday season mode, and so they're 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 sending these things out like hotcakes, real quick. Next day delivery, two day delivery. You're getting it. So so that's that's good. And one one more thing before we go into Q and A, y'all put the questions below, so that way when Q and A hits, I can just go to your question. You'll be the first one that I would reach out to. And put up on the screen, and we'll answer it. But in regards to branding, what is one tidbit that you could give away? Because we're not giving everything away; they got to go to the book and get everything. Yeah. <laughs> but what is one tidbit you would give to someone who is saying, "Okay, I want to, I want to work on branding. Where, what's the first thing I should do? Where should I start? Like, where, what, what should I tackle first? What's that tidbit you would give to them?"
1: Man, I mean, I have like more than one, one tip on that. Uh, we, can, we we I have to come back and just do a conversation with you on branding by itself, mm, right? Um, because because uh, we talked a lot about gov tech and stuff like that, but branding is universal to all industries. It's not mm. for the things that I've accomplished or just even tech, right? Um, so, the first thing I would encourage people to do is is to the foundation of a solid personal brand is a solid resume and LinkedIn profile. People are like mm. skipping that step sometimes. They're just going out getting certifications and going out taking courses, and they haven't really been able to, you know, transition their LinkedIn profile and their resume for their future. They're still out here marketing themselves like their past. So. Woo. So if I'm trying to transition into tech, why am I still talking to myself online or talking about myself online as if I am only just an administrative assistant?
0: Mm. Why
1: am I not leveraging the things that I learned as an administrative assistant and kind of giving my resume and my LinkedIn profile a revamp or a facelift to now talk about the things that I can bring with me when I was doing what I was doing as an administrative assistant, what is applicable to the tech industry? Right? So some people are talking to themselves, talking about themselves like they still the Uber driver. They're -hmm. still talking about themselves online. Like they still work at target as a customer service rep. And they're not realizing that a lot of the Mm -hmm. things that they've been doing in those jobs are still some tech related tasks. They're still technologies that they're touching, but they're only talking about themselves as if they only can interface with customers. So I encourage people to do the revamp, but also level up with those tech skills and those certifications and marry them together because they are they're not they're not, I mean, it's like LeBron James, had to level up his personal brand. He couldn't continuously talk about himself as if he was the high school player. He had to talk about, what did I do as a high school player that's going to make me level up and have a solid personal brand for the NBA? He he, he had a lot of accomplishments as a high school player, but he couldn't continue to talk about himself online as if like he's only going to be a star high school player. We have to talk about ourselves
0: within the future and not the past. Mm. I gonna let that simmer. <laughs> and the reason why I'm letting that simmer a little bit because that is a lot deeper than, than people. We're talking about people's identity now, you know, and how people view themselves and how people value themselves. And to me, that opens up a larger conversation. Like, who do you think you are? as an individual do you see yourself as a person of value do you see that's as yourself hard. as bringing value to the marketplace like do you do you diminish the god-given abilities the skills that you developed over a period of time do you diminish all of that and not see the potential that you really do have and so that's why i'm letting it simmer for a second because yeah i think we struggle with that and and I'm going to ask this question real quickly, but I'm going to turn to the, I'm going to turn to the comment section. Oh, you I, about to say I, something?
1: I, I, I think we struggle with it, Joseph, because you're hitting on something really hard right now.
0: Mm.
1: We have, you can't rebrand your career until you rebrand your confidence. Mm. Right? So think about it. You just said that we, we have, we have the way that we talk about ourselves, the way that we value ourselves, the way that we see ourselves. And I feel like this is something that I've been wanting to talk about and I know that I should talk about it and I would love to come back on your show and talk about it even more. Rebranding your mindset and your confidence needs to take place before you start executing the idea of rebranding your career. Because if your mind is telling you you can't do it, you're not going to be able to do it. If your mind is telling you you're not smart enough to transition into a career you're not going to feel confident in executing your studying or taking an exam. And, and you're going to be scared to fail. And Mm. if you fail, you're going to say, Oh, I can't do it anymore. Or so I think it's important that we transition into any new career or any new role. We have to do mindset resets. That's the key. That's the key. That's the missing key. But everybody wants to talk about, Oh, I gotta land a six-figure job, or oh, I gotta kill out, kill my job interview skills. What's mm. stopping you from interviewing well is not that you're probably not knowledgeable about your resume or knowledgeable about your experience. You got a confidence problem. Come on. You got a confidence problem. You can't show up for yourself because you need to work on making sure that you talk to yourself in a different way. Mm
0: i <laughs> i'm gonna piggyback on that and say some of us may need to go to counseling <laughs> as a prerequisite to this career we have and work on some stuff because mama said some things about us and now we sh- we shouldn't we should let that go but it's it's stuck on us daddy may have said some things cousin grandma it doesn't matter it could, teachers may have said
1: something well, your us. manager
0: yes your, your, your last coworker that that backstabbed you may have said some things that shot you. Like there's so many different. This could go in so many different areas of deep, deep work that needs to yep. be done.
1: And that's it's why I awesome. named it career rehab because there's some rehabilitation needs to take place. And I talk about in the book how we have to shift um, ourselves from being career sad. A lot of times we're stressed, anxious, and depressed. Mm. Right. So think about it. Well, for many different reasons. It could be personal. It could be grief. It could be relationships. It could be your children. It could be it could be your um, last job. There was a lot of racism. There was a lot of microaggressions that took place. There could be so many things going on that has nothing to do with you executing a, a, a career pivot. So we have to shift our career sadness from, mm-hmm. from being sad, S-A-D, to ads. We have to accomplish dominating Mm. success. So we have to flip that that acronym of sadness into let me accomplish dominating success by revamping my personal brand and and me walking like a human advertisement for all the things that I know that I am ready to get into. I can do it, but I can't do it stressed. I can't do it anxious and I can't do it depressed.
0: I saw what you did there. You took the S but at the end. Oh, man. It's
1: ADS. Sad. And we flipping it to ADS. Accomplished, dominating success. I...
0: I'm not. I'm, let me ask you this question. I, I, when people go to consultation with you, do they either do bring the Kleenex, like the virtual Kleenex for them? So they can be like, oh my gosh, yes, I did think that way about myself. Well,
1: I mean, honestly, I haven't done one on one career coaching for some time now um, because I have spent a lot of time writing the book before the pandemic started. Mm. Um, people come to my Twitter spaces and they come to some of my online events like this with you. Um, but honestly, The book is a clear reflection of what I went through. I'm not telling y'all nothing that I never experienced. I've experienced stress, anxiety, and depression in the midst of making a career shift. So I would hope people to, I would want people to know that the things that we discussed today is a part of my journey too. I've, yeah. I've I've been through a lot and I understand what a lot of other people are going through so that's why I wrote the book and my clients are showcased at the end of each chapter as a case study of what they have overcame as well so I did career coaching prior to 2020 mm. you didn't I know you mean, was coming to church today did you?
0: I feel deliverance in the room I, you didn't I know feel- you
1: was coming to church on a Saturday <laughs>
0: We started talking about this subject. I felt the in the room. Okay, the comment section has blown up, y'all. I got to go back to this. I got to scroll all the way back up because (laughs) we missed some stuff.
1: Welcome to Career Rehab Church. You didn't know you was coming to church.
0: Career Rehab Church, CRC. Come on in the building. (laughs) I will be the usher. Have a seat. Uh, cause somebody actually, I'm gonna touch on it, cause it's something somebody just said something about that too. I just got, I just got the audio book. She said, <laughs> she's just like, i might waste no time. I got it right now. Um, enjoying the show and the nuggets from our guest Kanika. She, uh, Honeybee says, talk about ourselves in the future, not the past. LinkedIn profile level up. Hashtag add value. Hashtag- <laughs> she no don't no, they would as soon as you start talking about, as soon as you start talking about the subject people started going like five they started going like fire yeah
1: place. man i would love to come back and talk more about this because another thing that people don't understand is they are networking yeah with the past folks that they they, they don't need to be networking with
0: those old folks.
1: so it's I like i was ran
0: i was ran i was ran <laughs>
1: Stop networking, stop Stop trying to take people from the past with you into the future. You got to level up your network, you know? You can't network for, you got to network for your future and not your past is what I always tell people. So, so yeah. this is what I, what I wanted to say earlier when we was talking about professional networking is that how am I trying to transition into tech? And I'm trying to take my old coworkers with me. Like that's not going to work. I have to create a new circle of trust. I have to create a whole new framework of people that I work with, right? So those people are going to be like, oh, you're you really going to do that tech thing, or you really going to do this, or you really going to do that. And they're going to speak fear over your faith. So a lot of times we need to reevaluate our circle. That's family and friends. That could mm-hmm. be your spouse. That could be your significant other. That could be the relationships that you have with your friends. So I always tell people, I'm always networking for my future, not my past. Whatever future goal I have, I am creating a whole new network for that goal.
0: Oh, wait, pause there. He said, for any, for every future goal that you have, you're creating a network for that goal.
1: Right. So if I have a goal to do something uh, for my book, I am creating a whole new network of other best-selling authors who can school me on how to be a best-selling author. If I'm trying mm. to be a speaker, then I'm trying to build a network of other successful professional speakers. If I'm trying to transition into cloud engineering, I can't be hanging out with the administrative assistants. I need to be hanging out with other cloud engineers that are That's going right. to help me be able to overcome these new challenges. Um, mm. The reason, the reason I, the reason I talk about that Joseph is when I left my government job to go into private sector. That My coworkers at that existing organization at the time said, you're going to leave and you're going to leave. You're ruining your career. You're going to leave. And I'm like, these people had only been working at this job for 20 years. This is the only job they had. Why would I listen to them? Right? Why would I listen to them and I miss out on taking a job offer with Deloitte? Why would I miss out on working for a global company when you've only been working at the same federal government organization for the last 20 years. So mm. I said all of this is that I had to let them go and create a whole new network in at Deloitte so I could really be successful with my new journey.
0: <laughs> you, you know what's so funny? You, what you're saying, is kind of what some people have tried to say in the past that I've talked to. Is like, get you know, you know, get, connect with people that you know are in the field you want to be in. When well, the way you put it just now, it really gives it a greater level of value, in my opinion. When you're saying, "Look, this is the goal you have," let that goal needs to have a new network, like that. That there are so many nuggets in here, y'all. But with that, that one right there, I almost, I almost ran around my office. I just like real quick. Oh man, like, like it's that, the same
1: that, way how we met. We met in a Zoom group because yeah. we have a goal for our for our personal brands and for our companies, right? So yes. at the same time, like I'm not in this Zoom group for kicks and giggles. I'm in here because I'm trying to learn from other people who are doing it right. So I think it's important that we understand that. You asked me earlier, what can people do during this particular job market? In any job market. Yeah. Closed communities and closed groups, discords, slacks, um, c- group coaching programs. That's where you're going to thrive in. You're not going to thrive in trying to be a fan of everybody's stuff on social media. You're going to mm-hmm. have to find your tribe. You know, that's you right. can't be over here liking this, following this person, following everybody. You're going to have to pick a couple of influencers that are in alignment with your goals. Follow those content creators and you're going to have to find Facebook groups, Slack groups, closed communities where you can get nurtured and you can get really the attention and the information that you need to level up in this job market. I think everybody's trying to do information overload
0: Mm. and
1: that's actually a bad approach.
0: Mm. You got me thinking about some stuff for myself. <laughs> it's it's uh, a bad it's, approach.
1: It's a bad approach because everybody's throwing throwing all this information at us, and we don't even know how to implement it because it's too much.
0: Yes. Yes. We are Somebody we can, says
1: Honey B says we need a part two. I got yes. you, Honey B. <laughs>
0: yes, she to I, 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 I put it up because you said that and she already commented that, like Listen, Q4, Branding and Transition. We need to talk about it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Felicia was like, "That's where I'm at," you know, and 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 George, Dave said, you know, hitting the count, hitting the nail on the counseling part. I love this comment from Celeste though. She said, "Confidence is key." I coach friends on this. You remember that although you want this the, the job, the job also needs you and your expertise and the person you are is to, is to be held high in every step you take. For sure, yeah, she hits
1: so- something very key about like, um, you know, held high in every step you take. So the confidence has to be at the start of the initial phone screening, right? You can't come in low. You gotta come in hot, right? You know what I'm saying? You can't come in low because guess what? The phone screening dictates the it dictates the next the next step that you take. It dictates the next step that you take. So think about it. If you got on the phone with your wife for the very first time and you like, Low energy, not a great, interesting conversation. Yeah. She's not trying to go on a date with you. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say the dating concept, it works. is The phone screening is like, yeah, let me get your number. I find you attractive. I think you got the skill sets and the knowledge for this job description. You coming in low on the phone, you're not bringing that level of energy and intellectual swag to the phone screening. You'll never make it to the job interview
0: mm that's true that is very true i know that for a fact <laughs> <laughs> i know that for a fact <laughs> I, was, I experienced it and, and a few of my friends have experienced that as well but and oh wait a second um <laughs> this is funny uh, honey be like Does she have autograph book copies available today i want to buy two uh she is not playing any games now this is the part that i have to highlight as well because they came in hot when you said this come on ads ads and and honeybee broke that down as accomplishing
1: dominating success right yes. we are shifting negative negative talk of ourselves and we're shifting it to positive talk right yes, yes i always yes. tell people we have to turn our anxiety into accomplishments so that's why the a is accomplished right so we yes. shifted the a from a, from being anxious to feeling accomplished Right? Because I have anxiety, and I know a lot of people who have anxiety, but yeah. my anxiety it lowers when I feel like I am doing something that is pushing me in the right direction for my goal. Yes, you can't stay in the anxiety.
0: Yes, beautiful, wonderfully said. We're kind of in the Q and A section right now. I just realized that <laughs> we're just kind of we're good. the comments section of people are just giving their thoughts, but it's really an opportunity for you to share what you're sharing, Kanika. So, so please uh, continue preaching. Uh, value is knowing who you are and what you've achieved, and conveying the tangible results and impact, and intangible mindset, personality, point of view, drive. Yeah, value. Value is value. That's right. And then um, Dave said, let us know, let us know, Kanika, self deprecating people. Uh, talking down on a dream or vision you have are training. yes change your network because your yeah. network determines your net worth uh, we see eye to eye with that that's exactly my thought process i network with people for every aspect of life of what i'm focused on leveling up i'm loving the crc <laughs> that might be your facebook group uh if you, don't have it already. Like, you have to create kanika you have to create that uh, <laughs> the, yeah the i
1: mean i i i always talk about like you know, I grew up in church my yeah. whole life. So, like, you know, in D.C., I used to go to a Baptist church. So I just always, when I when I speak to people, I always want to feel like, you know, they're getting information, but they feel like they're also feeling inspired and entertained and educated enough to execute. That's the yeah. same when you feel that church a good church or a good message. You feel like, ooh, that was good. So I hope today I was able to bless a couple of people's Um you know, careers with a different perspective because really career rehab is looking at things from a different lens, right? There's a lot of great career coaches and career related authors, but career rehab was really written to give people a different way to look at career development because career development, let's be honest, is not the most entertaining topic, right? Mm -hmm. But I tried to bring my secret sauce and I tried it to add value back to current frameworks that it, that exist, but kind of talk about it in a new and refreshing way.
0: Mm. Beautifully, beautifully said, man. Honeybee honey is hilarious. guys <laughs> take like, us to the church indeed today, and we are here for it all. Oh, I just yeah. asked
1: that everyone just pass the collection plate around and just purchase <laughs> career rehab and leave me a, a great review. That's all I ask.
0: I, I'm just the usher here. The link is in the description below. Go ahead and click. <laughs> Go ahead and click. Like Myron Golden said, where your attention is, your intention will follow. Your intention For sure.
1: Will for follow. sure. For sure.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. So here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I am going to do i am to i want to be very mindful of your time. You got you got stuff going on as well. We're gonna probably wrap it up here. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna have to do a part two. <laughs> Uh, and like uh, I think Honey said it, said it well, branding and and transition. That might be the name of it because branding, like you said, that thing is a, a beast of its own and, 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 whew, that and man, that's, that's a beast it's it's one of on. my
1: favorite topics. So like I said, I would love to definitely come back and talk yeah. about it. I appreciate you inviting me this amazing Saturday to come speak to you and your amazing audience. I, you know, I'm so, I just, I had a great time.
0: Oh, thank you so much! And before we wrap it up, I have two more comments for you. Uh, Celeste says I'll definitely be reviewing your book on my YouTube channel, and she'll be sharing it with her audience as well. Awesome. And last, and lastly, I have brother Scott. He's this brother's guy been riding with me for a while, right? And he's like, "Man, you have outdid yourself with this one. She is a gem assassin."
1: So ah, I to, never heard that one before. <laughs> I, uh,
0: he's creative. <laughs> gem I'm
1: gonna have to use that one. Um, I I always try to just drop gems, but now I am an assassin. I'm a, you know, I just really want everyone to succeed. I want everyone to have an amazing career and I just want people to feel my energy and my information. So feel free to follow me on all social media platforms. I'm on YouTube. I'm on Twitter at Kanika Tover. I'm on LinkedIn. Follow me on Instagram and you know, I drop one or two videos per week. Um, I, I don't be, I don't be doing a whole lot of gym assassin type energy on the YouTube channel, but guess what? You guys gave me a great idea that it's important for me to bring my authentic self to my platforms because this is the energy that you guys want. This is the information that you want. So even myself branding is, is constant adjustment. Constant mm.
0: assessment.
1: constant assessment, right? We, yeah. You can't adjust what you don't assess. And Ooh. I think we need to talk about the assessment of the brand because the brand can't transition until the assessment is done. And once the assessment is done and the adjustments take place, then the transition, it takes off.
0: Listen, y'all, I know she's talking to y'all, but she's talking to me too. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, talking, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. Like, I'm constantly reevaluating my personal brand. And the feedback that I got today from you, Joseph, and the feedback from the attendees today, I'm taking it all into my head and saying, how could I do better?
0: Mm, That's so good. That's so good. Y'all got to stop commenting. (laughs) Now they're commenting even more. I know, but we got. I have to respect of my guest time. I'm going to just post it up here the comments that you had. But I, while I'm doing that, I'm going to say thank you, Kanika, uh, for taking the time. He said he basically don't have enough room in his phone for all the comments he wants to send. He's like, right, <laughs>
1: he said, I'm on my iPhone. The title <laughs> of the event covers the comment and area and post button. <laughs> yeah, like, there a I- the room. <laughs> Yeah, no, I definitely would love to come back. I would definitely love to do another LinkedIn Live and YouTube stream um, for sure. Um, And like I said, I appreciate you so much. And, you know, you guys can follow me. Follow me on LinkedIn and continue to follow Joseph as well and his YouTube channel.
0: Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you so much, Kanika. I appreciate your presence. Uh, this is going to be the first of, of a few things that we're going to talk about. <laughs> but thank you so much. And y'all, if you really liked it, like I said, go ahead and share this with others. You know, if you've really found value in this, go ahead and buy the book. Let's let's start there. Buy the book. That's first. Uh, connect with Kanika and share this interview with others so they can, they can know that when they're purchasing that book, there's so much value in there for them as well, right? There's so much value in there for them as well, and 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 I'm gonna say it again. Thank you so much, Kanika, for joining us on this live. Uh, we're definitely gonna have you back, and if, when she comes back, y'all, y'all bring y'all bring three or four of those uh, coworkers because <laughs> they need to level up too, right? Or those friends. Listen, 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 listen. You wanna get on my level? Watch this. Uh, and come <laughs> back, come back with a with a, with a crew, right? Um, yeah, but thank you so much, y'all. And then, like I always say, until next time. We hope to see you on the other side. Take care, family.